Welcome to the No More Mondays podcast, the show that inspires confident professionals by interviewing people who actually enjoy what they do for work. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with founders, entrepreneurs, and employees who have figured out that special sauce, the magic, the mystery to having No More Mondays. Welcome to another episode of the No More Mondays podcast. I am so excited that you've decided to join us for this episode entitled A World of Wellness. I'm happy to introduce you to Irisha Steele, who has cornered a very unique industry in luxury spa and wellness. From the St. Regis to wellness retreats, the W Hotel in Boston, and now the Farmhouse Inn in Sonoma, Irisha has led award-winning programs at wellness centers across the country by focusing on something we could all use a little bit more of, positivity and peace for both her guests and her team. She's had some real dreams come true happen in recent years, from creating a movement in the wellness industry, thanks to a dream no less, to a feature in Vogue and a six-month stint in Bali, Thanks to the, the pandemic, Irisha has been blessed with some big wins and amazing gifts, and she doesn't take a single one of them for granted, which is why I'm so excited for you to hear from her and learn from her today. Here to give you her wisdom into more than just wellness, I welcome to the show, Irisha Steele. Yeah, wow. Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. Beautiful. Oh, you get uh, you get kind of good at that when you write resumes all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I am excited to talk to you because you have an experience in an industry that we've never had on the show. And I think that we don't get an inside look at very often. And you've made your, a name for yourself in this industry. Well, we're all now dying for a massage or a mud bath. I would <laughs> love for you to tell us about what you're up to at the farmhouse in. So at the farmhouse, I am redoing their whole wellness program. Their spa has been closed, as most spas have been for the last year due to COVID. They did have a moment of let's let's re-innovate, let's see what's new. They reached out to me when I was in Bali, and we started that process of interviewing and seeing if it would be a good fit. After a lot of meditating and realizing Farmhouse was also on my vision board, it was a hard yes. Once I saw the property and once I saw the owner, Joe... I just knew I had to be a part of it somehow. So right now, I am reimagining what wellness looks like after COVID and what programs we need and what services we need, how much time off we need. <laughs> yeah. So the programs, not only from a guest perspective, but from a staff perspective. Yes, absolutely. It goes both ways. Um, I think one of the greatest gifts I have, and I tell my team, is I'm pretty balanced. So it's really important for me to look at the guests and the team as equals. And that we all need something different. And I love what you said because so luxury spa and wellness, in I guess in my opinion, falls under the greater umbrella of the hospitality industry. And it is it's a sector that really doesn't have that balance. And I think can be very uh susceptible to kind of like that feast or famine of you're either hundred percent on or you're off. And during that time of 100% on, you can really get burnt out. I was burnt out. That's how I ended up in Bali. <laughs> and ah. <laughs> <laughs> the wellness industry, especially in luxury, I like to say it's an industry where people are giving and giving and giving and giving, and they feel good about giving. It's their, it brings them so much joy. But if we don't take time to 
get back to ourselves or to replenish ourselves, you can really get burnt out. How did you establish yourself in this industry? What what track got you here today? I would say a lot of determination. I study criminal justice and psychology. And I know, I know the psychology is definitely paying off. <laughs> I was, I was going to say this, the psychology aspect does make sense. Criminal justice a little less. But you know what? I know how to be safe. <laughs> like I, you know, um, so I just always love spas. Like I loved getting my nails done and I love feeling beautiful and I love makeup and I loved all of these things. And I just had to follow my heart and I had a nice job at a nonprofit and I was so sad. I was like, this can't be it. And I quit to make like $13 an hour. And everyone thought I lost my mind. Yeah. They're like, you have lost it. So this yes. is a career change. Oh, I love talking yeah. about career changes. Yeah. And the way that it happened is I had a nonprofit job and I was just like, this can't be it. I was crying. I wanted to make a difference. But because the system and the housing department, I just, I couldn't. And my mom, bless her heart, has been with me the whole time through every career change. I want to ride horses and I want to do this. And it always has come back to you. wellness. I got my first job in college and the person who owned the spa just said, this might be your talent. Like You're really, really good at it and you have no experience. So it's something natural. So when I went to Boston, I actually started off as a front desk agent. I was not a director. The previous director said to me, like, you're overqualified. And I said, great, hire me. Like, what's the I issue? Know. <laughs> good, for, good for you for getting hired when that word comes up. Because, man, there's some preconceived notions around it that can make that a hard track. And I said, please. And so she hired me. And I said, I want your job. I will earn your job. And I really worked a lot. And I wrote in my journal a lot. And I had on a piece of paper. And I still have it in my house. It was like, I will work for the world's best spa. And I just kept writing that over and over and over and over and over and over. A lot of doubt, a lot of tears, a lot of like, this will never happen. And then I think in it, four years, I had the break. I don't know whether I believed in myself more or someone recognized or both. And it was just like, this is your time. I got recruited to go to Aspen for 30 days just to help out. I was just supposed to task force and I got there. It just happened to be the world's best spa. And I was like, wait, what? And they're like, no, we are the world's <laughs> best minute. spa. So that little thing that you kept writing over yourself actually just, uh, yeah, it just happened. Just and happened. Just landed. And the so St. Wait. Regis in Aspen is an amazing spot. Uh, just to let you guys all know. <laughs> it's Every time I go back, I go back there. But one part of it is like once you receive the thing that you wanted, there was just so much doubt that went in my head of like, I'm not qualified. It's Aspen. It's the St. Regis. I saw my insecurities kick in and I saw myself self-sabotage where I'm like, everyone's like, you should stay. You should interview. And I'm like, no, no. The last day or close to the last day, I went up to the general manager and I was like, I would like to interview. And she's like, okay, great. <laughs> we had a great interview and she said, there's people that have more experience than you and highly qualified and all of these things. Why should I pick you? I just took a deep breath and with so much confidence, I said, I'm honest and I'm a hard worker and I will get the job done. I got hired. And along the way, she's like, wow, you just got it done. That piece became the pivot to then ramping up into somebody who's known for the ability to create these really innovative 
desirable programs. Oh, it was a whole like game up. You know the saying like level up? It was just like, <laughs> like go learn a new sport and get really good at it. <laughs> it was just like, I just leveled up. The first year and a half, I really spent building a foundation. Like I knew right away I was in charge of 70 people. So the first year and a half, I really spent foundational building the team, getting them to trust me. Like trust is really important. Um, and then after I was like, this is so boring. I cannot do this. <laughs> I cannot do another spreadsheet, another time card, another. And it became really operational. Always. Yeah. Always. Okay. It, it has to though. Like, and there's parts of it, like, it really does have to because it's an operational business. But for me, um, I don't know if that's where I shine the best. You know, I'm good at it because that's what I've been trained to do and trained to operate a business that's successful with profit. But I lost a little of my joy. So then I started bringing in my personality and like, what would I want to do and what would I want to create? And everyone told me I was weird, crazy, and I lost it. We don't do this. Like, you can't bring spirituality into a hotel. Because this is, oh, that this is how it's always been done mentality, which can yeah. be really, really challenging when you're somebody that wants to kind of create and push that boundary. I love pushing the boundaries. You yeah. can ask my mom. <laughs> I love it. Like we don't do yoga. We don't do certain things. And like yoga, everyone has it now. But if you think like five years ago, the St. Regis, no, no, they weren't doing it. And singing bowls. We had Kundalini yoga. Do you know what Kundalini no. Okay. I don't know so, what sinking bowls are either. I'm going to oh, do some Googling after so this. Sinking bowls are, um, you can just, it's a sound therapy. And looking at it, if people be like, that does not belong in a spa. And I was like, yes, it does. And we hosted a meditation with a thousand tea lights and the community came and it was just this magical thing. And when it was done, everyone at the hotel was like, we want more. And I was like, oh, do you now? I thought I was crazy. So kind of once they could see it, done. like once they could see it, they're like, give us more. How do we have more? And that was just like the freedom that kind of set me off into the path of let's just make it happen. I think that there's a couple. So I'm going to draw some parallels and, and give some some of our listeners takeaways here for inspiration. And that's, first of all, the leap of faith it took to go from nonprofit to the $13 an hour job. And while everybody may not have the ability to do that from a financial perspective, sometimes the risk of taking a step back in order to propel yourself forward completely pays off and it has for you. A uh, preach. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. The leap of faith. Yeah. And I find there's a common theme with people who have really landed where they're supposed to be and it's because they landed there. It wasn't because there was some now, outside of the the kind of daily affirmation of I'm going to work for World's Best Spa, you didn't have a tunnel vision of you didn't even like of what that what actually what that was or how you were going to get there. You just knew somehow the steps were going to align to get you there. And you took opportunities as they presented themselves and it actually opened those doors. And I think that's really incredible because if you're overly tunnel visioned, you could have missed the opportunity to go to the St. Regis for a 30 day stint which ended up being the complete change in your trajectory and growth from a career perspective. I would also add trusting yourself. Like there was a lot of times like I wanted to go to Aspen. I knew it. I meditated and I had so many people tell me, no, 
you need to go to New York. You need to go to London. Like you need to go here. You need to go there. And I was like, it's Aspen. You know, I, at the time I put like Aspen under my, uh, on a piece of paper and then New York and London. And I folded it under my pillow. And in the morning I woke up and I was like, okay, universe, God, please tell me where am I going? I picked a piece of paper and it was like Aspen. I was like, duh. See, (laughs) and I think that this is important to the other piece that you had mentioned was the vulnerability that you around the the confidence piece, because especially with women, we struggle. I think we struggle with that more than men in a professional setting. And I think it's really helpful for people to see that all of us go through that. I go through it. Mm -hmm. I have days when I am like, what the heck am I doing? (laughs) But if you can really have the faith and trust to see it through and you trust yourself and you have that awareness and introspection to quiet the noise and know which voice to listen to, whether it's yours or a trusted advisor, you will be on the right path. Yes. Okay. Now you have to tell me about Vogue. Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best. That's the best tone ever. Vogue. I love Vogue. Like when I tell you, like I love that magazine. It is like heaven to me. It is the most sexiest thing ever. And as a little girl, I remember just like wanting a Vogue. Like, I need a Vogue. I need a Vogue. And getting it here and there, but like, they were pricey for my family. You know, like, I didn't come from money. And like, we're not spending money on a Vogue magazine. And I reached, like, you're too young to be reading that. Like, what are you reading? And I just was into the fashion and the beauty. And Vogue just had a way of telling a story that was just like, it just makes my heart melt. Shazina, she's an amazing person for PR and marketing. And she's talking about like, what are your goals? What do you want to do? And I was like, I want to be in Vogue. And she's like, what? I was like, I want to be in Vogue. And (laughs) I remember this conversation. She's like, okay, honey, well, you have to create something (laughs) and do something to be in Vogue. And so I remember going back to... um, the managers at the spa, my beautiful team. And I'm like, guys, I want to be in Vogue. And they're like, yes. And I was like, we're going to be in Vogue. We're going to do it. And it was kind of, we got to do something big to get me there. (laughs) We got to do something. And chocolate covered pedicure is just not it. So I just remember having this idea of like planting a seed and just kind of like forgetting that I wanted to be in Vogue so bad. I didn't like the world's best spot that like took over my life. But this one was just like, maybe like four days. We had some writers come out and try a mala experience where we took these spiritual necklaces and blessed them at the river. And it took off. It was just like, every writer was just like, what is this spirituality? What is this mala? Who is this artist that Arisha's working with? Wait, at the St. Regis? What is wait, what? And it just created such a buzz that like everyone wanted a piece of it. And we added components of like the river blessing and the gongs and taking a sleigh ride in Aspen to do a meditation under the moonlight. And it just became so dreamy that um, a writer named Jenny was like, I have to write about this. And she came out and I met her. And to me, I was like, you write for Vogue? Wow. <laughs> I like had a little crush. I was like, tell me more and more and more. And so that was like a fun part. But she was like, this is definitely worthy of being in vogue. And they never guarantee anything. And when she left, I was like, team, let's all pray that we're in vogue, please. And when it happened, we are worthy. We are worthy. Please. And when it happened, I cried. 
Oh, I, I just that's a good cry moment. Yeah. Well, it's much more like I'd say like a holistic wellness kind of thing than your traditional spa experience. Correct. Um, they were doing um, stories about like wellness breaking out of like the four walls of a treatment room. So like what's the next generation of wellness? And for a while, I didn't tell a lot of people. How do I celebrate my success and not think about what other people are going to say about me? Mm-hmm. And everyone's in my life, in my circle, they're like, go Arisha and more like go girl. Right. And I'm surrounded by like positive people. And I just felt like, I don't want to be too braggy and I don't want to be to this or to that. And finally I had a friend that was like, do you know how hard you worked for that? Do you know? And I was like, oh, okay, Liz. Yes, I will. I will start showing up and just like being the best version of myself and sharing that. So there are milestones and there are wins and there are feathers in the cap that are worth celebrating. It doesn't mean you're egotistical. Yes. Remind me of that. You earned it. Yeah. Yeah, You earned, you earned that. You earned that feather in the cap, which is amazing. Thank you. So one of the things that you've mentioned a couple of times is how important the like the balances and that team aspect. So in such an in an industry that where it's really challenging to create a positive culture, what's your secret? How have you how have you done that? I would say that everyone is an individual and everyone needs something different. Being able to provide the differences equally. Everyone's an individual and we all are motivated by different things. And I just remember other bosses like lumping me with the whole group. Yeah. Which like, is the I, kind of older school way to do uh, it. It's more, more traditional way for sure. This is a really great message for leaders out there, especially let's say older leaders who are trying to figure out how to evolve with the kind of the demands of a, a young, the younger generations coming in. But if you meet people where they're at, you will have a whole different incredible level of engagement because it shows that you care about them on an individual level. All right. I want you to tell us about living in Bali for six months. How, how did that all happen? And how did that go? (laughs) Bali for will forever have my heart. I was, I left the St. Regis because I was just tired and I needed a break, not learning how to actually rest and take care of myself. I called a friend and was like, let's host a wellness retreat. And we've always talked about how to partner together and like, how do we make this happen? And Bali was it. Something in Instagram just kept showing up over and over and over. And I'm like, this is a sign. I will do this. So we head over to Bali to host the wellness retreat. And it was supposed to start March the 18th. And that's when the world shut down. Yep. That's when things changed. And then you couldn't come back for six months. Yes. Yes. That's the story. Um, I'm sure that was a challenge and a, and a blessing at the same time. I remember my dad calling me like, you need to get home now. Irisha, this is not a joke. If you do not come home now, you are never going to be there. You're going to be in Bali for the rest of your life. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, there's worse things. There are worse things maybe. And but anyway. The world was like panicking. And one great quality that I love about myself is when everything's in chaos, I have the ability to like just chill out and like get into my own energy. Because of that, I was like, what am I really supposed to be doing? And I was like, I'll just stay for a little bit. And I thought a little bit was going to be a month or two. It was six months. And then while you were there, the farmhouse in, 
contacted you? Yes. The true story behind that is I was burnt out and I started to really tap into like the abundance frequency and like what happens if I get what I really, really want. And so I did these like fancy things like wellness in Bali. I did it up and I was like, this is great. And my heart and my body started to heal from being overworked. So one night in the pool, I was like, you know, looking at the stars or doing whatever I was doing. And I'm like, I think I'm ready to go back to work. I feel good. I feel like I can find a good environment. And the next day, the phone rings. And it's my friend, Julie, um, who I worked at the St. Regis. And she's always just been a great connector. She connects people. And she looks out for people. And she's like, hey, I have a good job for you. Are you interested? I looked it up. I was like, a farmhouse? I've always wanted a farmhouse. So we started interviewing. And the interview process, I thought... And I just want to like highlight that the right decision sometimes takes a while. And it's for both people to decide. So it wasn't just like one interview, you're done. I think we interviewed from June until August. Yeah, It was just like interviewing and like, what's your style? And my current boss, Steve, like, he's like, how do you want to be led? And I'm like, this way, what do you want? And it was just like, really, like, how do we create a partnership together? That's a really refreshing interview process to go through. And you said something, speaking of preach, it's (laughs) 50-50. And a lot of people get caught up in feeling like from the minute they find out about an opportunity, whether they apply or whether it comes to their network, that they have to be all in or say no. It's, It's just as much as a due diligence process for them as it is for you. And you may not know how you feel about it until you get further into the process and gather all the information and see what the culture's like and see what kind of partnership can be created. Yes. And more like that should just be normal. Like that should really be should not like, Oh my God, it took so long for you to interview. You should be like, wow, it, you guys did what you needed to do to make it happen for both parties. I loved meeting the team and I kind of went home and they let me decide. And I was like, this is a yes. And yeah. they were able to meet me in the middle on some things that were like really important to me. And I feel grateful that I finally have a place that's like, let your creativity shine and we're not going to micromanage you. And the important thing is like the end result and how you get there, Irisha. Like you get there. <laughs> what balances you out from a personal perspective? So what are you up to when you're not working and doing the wellness industry? Ooh, um, my friends. I say that's so sweet. My, you did say that so, so demure. I know, my friend. I just feel so blessed to have the support system around me and that there are just so many good people in my life that are rooting for me, that like want me to win. And so that really balances me out being around my friends. Um, nature. I love any type of forest, any type of beach, any anything in nature. I am there. One of the things that we do on No More Mondays is we play a little game of rapid fire. Okay. It helps us get to know you as a person and just some fun little things about you. And because okay. you love food, you're going to like this game of rapid fire because I love food and like half the questions are about food. Okay. I love it. All right. And it's never rapid. It always, we always end up squirreling, but we'll try. (laughs) We'll make it, we'll make it, we'll make it an effort. So the first one is Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. Okay. 
That's di- that's different. Everybody else gives us the same answer. That's different. Uh, okay. Favorite candy? Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. <laughs> I totally agree with you, especially the holiday shapes that have a higher peanut butter to chocolate ratio. Those are my favorite. Yes, trees. like the Christmas tree ones? Yep, exactly. Yep. And it yep. actually statistically is proven that the, the tree and the egg have more peanut butter. Oh, yes. Yeah. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? A model. Okay. I figured I was going to, I was figuring that that was somehow inspired by the love of Vogue. Just like a model or like a fashion designer. I still kind of want to be a fashion designer and a model, um, but it was definitely hey, you on never the line. Know. It was on the line. Like Tyra Banks growing up was like, I know. Yeah. I definitely watched more episodes than I'd like to admit of America's Next Top Model. Oh, <laughs> just maybe. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. Guilty. Uh, what food are you craving right now? Mushrooms. Really? Always. I am always craving mushrooms. It is the amount of mushrooms I can eat in a day. <laughs> it is like <laughs> the average person is like ill. And I'm like, there's a farm near me. And every week I go and I buy so many mushrooms. And the guy's like, you probably buy the most mushrooms. Do you have a restaurant? I'm like, no. no, I just no. love to eat mushrooms. I just love to eat mushrooms. Mm-hmm. I think you win the prize for most interesting craving. Mushrooms, yeah. Give us a great book recommendation. I am reading a book right now called Sacred Women. And it is by a beautiful lady named Queen Afua. And it talks about ancient traditions, especially in the African-American culture, of going back to the basics of healing yourself, being the best version of yourself, like all of this like new age of like technology. So it's like really old school of like most things to take care of your body is actually found in your kitchen. And if it can't be in your kitchen, it probably shouldn't be consumed in your body. So that's what I'm, I geek out on that. Oh, interesting. I was going to say this kind of like, it kind of perfectly intersects personal and professional interests Mm -hmm. of yours. All right, let's talk about music. Name a great 90s band. Backstreet Boys. I love them so much. I love them so much. I love them. And uh, last food question, favorite ice cream? Butter pecan. Oh, I know. It's so good. Butter pecan. Here's a secret. Butter pecan ice cream is way better on a dessert, i.e. like cobbler or another Mm -hmm. ice cream, (gasps) another dessert that that needs ice cream. It's way better than vanilla. Yes, I see that. Mm-hmm. That was always my dad's favorite growing up, and I never understood why until apparently you have to become an adult to really love butter pecan ice cream. I think so. It was my grandpa's favorite. Like yeah. that's like it's like an old man's ice cream, it's but like old, yeah, yeah. But Talenti it's- does it right. And of course, this is a show about Mondays, so we always end rapid fire by asking you the first word that comes to mind when I say Monday. Rest. Oh, that's a new one. Tell me why. I don't work on Mondays. <laughs> you cheat it's funny I used to for a while I did Sunday through Thursday clients and so I used to say I didn't have Mondays because Sunday was my Monday so I didn't have to worry about it but that's a good that's a good workaround yeah it's and also Mondays never really worked for me so I got a job that's okay with that yeah I don't want to work on a Monday I want to rest good for you yeah. yeah in the hospitality industry a lot of people take Sunday Mondays off those so. are my those days feel so great to me. So it's, and it is really nice to have a weekday off <laughs> to get stuff yeah, done. It's yeah. a whole different mentality. 
I love this. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we wrap up, and I have one more kind of big question to ask so you can give us yet another piece of wisdom. Ooh. I would love for everybody to know where they can find you. So where can oh. we follow your amazing journey? Ooh, so you can follow me on Instagram. It's Irisha underscore Bella underscore Steel. Um, not really active on Facebook, but Instagram, you'll see pops of art from wellness and journey pictures, and you'll never know where I am in the world. Oh, how fun. <laughs> It'll be a guessing game. Follow Irisha around the world. Perfect. So we will put her Instagram handle. We'll put your Instagram handle in the show notes so okay. that people can follow the incredible journey that you are creating for yourself around the world and in the wellness industry. And before we say goodbye, I would love for you to give everyone your biggest piece of advice on what they can do to get one step closer to a more enjoyable career. I would say to work on your belief systems. To truly, it's not about doing, it's more about believing. So to get into the mindset of believing that you deserve that, that everything that you want, the office, the days off, the vacation, the pay, the flexibility, the creativity, all of it, that you believe that you deserve it. And that's, um, that's the key. I think it's the key. That's kind of a mic drop response to that, that, that request. That's amazing. Drop the mic. Yeah. You said it, you actually said it earlier that abundant, the abundance versus scarcity mindset. And I, I see a lot of people that really trend towards that um, deficit kind of area. And if you really, if you really flip your thinking, amazing things would happen. And you're an excellent example of what happens when you embrace those beliefs and know and trust that they're going to send you on the right path. Always. They always do. Arisha, this has been so awesome. Yeah. I feel like you and I could, t- we, you could be like 12 episodes. This is so great. <laughs> great. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Know. So I know this is your, I know you're like not a, a serial podcaster. So I am so grateful that you are willing to share your story with me and with our listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you Arisha. so much. Thank you for being part of our show and joining the No More Mondays movement. As always, we love hearing from people who are enjoying what they do for work and in life. And Arisha here is definitely no mm-hmm. exception. For those of you out there listening, I would love for you to subscribe to No More Mondays and leave us a five-star rating because it is a huge help as we continue to inspire confident professionals everywhere with these great stories like Irisha's. If you'd like to leave us comments, feedback, or drop a guest suggestion, also visit us online at nomoremondays.info. Thanks for listening to this episode of No More Mondays. We hoped you grabbed some great insights to help you improve your professional satisfaction. Please visit us at Apple iTunes and give us a rating so we can continue to offer you awesome interviews and content each week. No More Mondays. New episodes drop every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. That's careerbenders, B as in boy, S as in Sam.com. This is your host, Angie Callen, signing off. Until next week, when we chat with another inspired, confident professional.